need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, people. It's so weird not like see, looking there and seeing Gina. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I said to myself, it's fine, girl. It's fine. Uh, morning, people. It is, do you know what? Yes, yeah, actually the final working week of the year. Well, mm. for me anyway. <laughs> I don't know about nobody else. <laughs> and I'm so happy. My energy is on 100. But it is Monday, the 18th of December. Welcome to TDA the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And I am one of the lovely hosts that you have today. The one you love to hate, your favorite shade queen and always will be my own royalty. Mayhem? It's your girl. No, because I didn't know if Marv was in the building. I corresponded. No, he's not. Girl, you know your man. He's not in here. Okay, so it's your girl, Just G, representing the black queens in the fitness scene all the way from Accra. Okay. Love it. And they call me Iman, the pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, melanin jam-packed. That is right. Gina's actually giving like, so what's going on in the field, Gina? (laughs) (laughs) Over to you. (laughs) No, literally. But I can can let you guys know that currently Mm -hmm. it is the same time as the UK, so it's 8.14 a.m. However, it is 28 degrees. Wow. Mm. Celsius. That's um, wonderful. No, it's not. Because I'm in knitwear, this... ma'am. So... Why is it so hot? That's how it should be, man. The more that's lovely. Every time. Though. Every time. Because you know what it is, yes? The sun makes you just happy. I'm like, I'm you. so, yeah. like, I'm on top of the world in summer. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing can hurt me in summer. You say that, guys, yeah. But the sun has made me lethargic. Like, all I've been doing is sleeping. Well, because Gina, all you've been doing this year is working like a working girl. Mm. Mm, there is that. So, the sleep is but good. I do feel like it's making me like a bum. It does. Do you know what? The sun does make you tired, though. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. mm. like, when I went to Nigeria, I was just like, every time I run an errand, mm-hmm. I was like, when I get back, I'm like, I need a nap. Yeah, yeah. I can't just shower, get ready, and go back out. I need a nap. I'm napping for the sake of napping. Yeah. Like, and my naps aren't short. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do a short nap. <laughs> Unless I'm I like, I have like to two, have three to. hours, and then when I wake up, I'm like, yeah, but that's a nap though. Because some people say that's that's sleep. No, that is that's sleep. It's nap. You see anything? No, a nap is like thirty minutes to an 30 hour. Thirty minutes. That's like, a power nap. Like a, it is, but okay. So with me, um, if I sleep thirty minutes, I feel a lot better than if I sleep for an hour. Whenever I sleep for an hour, I wake up even more groggy. Oh, really? Thirty minutes. I'm not even joking. Is I, I perk up. You're so mad. 30 minutes, I wake up drunk. Like, I didn't drink before. I, I remember I was meant to go out with my friend one time and I napped. I had like, I literally had 30 minutes to nap before I started getting ready. And I did that. Mm. I woke up here. I was in a shower and I just felt like, is life real? Like, I honestly felt like, I felt very, like life wasn't real. Mm. It took me a long time. By the time I was done dressing up, I was like, oh, I'm actually awake. Like, I literally felt like I was in a daze. The first bit really? ain't doing nothing for me, boy. Except if it's in the morning. But you know what? You know, you know when you nap here, yeah. mm. what do you do? Because I 
when I'm napping, I try not to nap in my bed or in places that I'm going to get too comfortable in. Oh, Gina, that's the only place to nap, baby. No, <laughs> so I nap on the place. couch. I no. need a bed. I need a, I nap on the, to be fair, I can't sleep anywhere there. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Really so I I can do it in my car. I can recline my chair. Do you know what? Sleeping in a car is nice, you know. I'm falling asleep. I've never done it because I know that I will take it to the morning. It's when I get back out, when when I go, I get back home, and it's just so warm, and I'm like, I have to go outside, and I have to warm up the house, kind of. And it's just like, mm. come on, mm. man. I feel like I could actually sleep here, but I know my neighbors call the police. What are you doing? What <laughs> you're saying in the car? No, but I get it though. Yeah, man. Oh, I do sofas. I've got one spot. Oh, in yeah, yeah. In Ghana, that, like, even yesterday when I came, my mum was there. I was like, you're in my spot, babe. No, oh, you're in my spot. Okay, Sheldon. Like, <laughs> you're in my spot. <laughs> and she was like, so, I said, excuse me. I'm so done. My napping cooler. No, I love a nap, man. Big up all the nappers out there. Oh, I do want to shout out my friend. It's her birthday today. Big my lovely friend. Oh, happy Donnie. birthday, friend. She watches the show. She watches the show. She probably like bigs us up, supports us. She's the one I said is gonna be the god. If I have kids, it's gonna be the mm. godmother of my children. She's oh, very yeah. reliable friend. Like happy very birthday. reliable friend. So big up my babes, Dolly. Happy birthday, girl. I'm like, happy I'm birthday. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone good? Brent, E man? Yeah, I can't complain, man. Love that. You know. Today was the first day where it was like um dark though. Getting here, it was dark. Okay, because basically, I feel like it got dark as I'll be honest, I thought Jesus was coming. I'll be real, I thought Jesus was going to make an early appearance before his birthday. Because I was on the motorway and I was like, it just felt like it was dark all of a yeah. sudden. I was like, why is it so dark and cloudy? Yeah. Especially because it's like 12 degrees. This lovely auntie yeah. is saying Oh, you don't need to complain. It's hot over there. Oh, girl, I'm not complaining. My chest is out. Because I went to... <laughs> <laughs> I went to Sainsbury's and the auntie was like, she was so lovely there. Mm. But I just, I just thought, oh, aunties are just so like, you know the lovable aunties, I just love them. And she was like, aren't you cold? I said, no. I said, no, actually. I said, it's like 12 degrees out here. I said, it's because you're by the fridge. And she goes, yeah, but you still have to be careful. And I was like, oh, to be fair, I was in the car with heating. Mm. And she goes, yeah, but be careful because you know when you're in the hot and then you go into the cold and da 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 da. I said, that is so sweet. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, okay, auntie, I will be. See, that's, that's community, man. I know. I miss that, man. I don't think when we get to that age, we're going to be doing that, you know? Unfortunately. No, because the other day, the, the little, well, this was once in Nigeria, the, the Nigerian Nigerians. But basically, Adiola Patron, she's in, um, actually, they're going to cast me for saying that. Adiola Patron <laughs> was in, um, she's in Nigeria and whatnot mm. with uh, Madam Joyce. And basically, she's speaking Yoruba and whatnot. And mm. they said they're out here mocking at Yoruba, talking about she can't speak it properly. She's doing all like, you know, when they do the whole in it, in it girls kind of thing. And I'm like, this is how people don't learn because when they attempt it, you mock mm-hmm. them and then that makes them not want to try to speak the language. Yeah. Furthermore, furthermore, because my ears are to the ground, my feet, my boots are on the ground. <laughs> Some of you living in Nigeria can't even speak the language. 100%, you know. Young people. Someone told me that the other Cheeky. not the other day, some time ago. Born and raised mm-hmm. back home. I said, what? How? Yes. But to be fair, there's, there's so many different reasons for it though. Because yeah. some of the parents, for some reason against the kids speaking Yoruba. Yeah, because I feel like colonizers. Yeah. So yeah. even though you don't live here, like my grandma, that she took pride in that. Like mm. she took pride in the fact that, yeah, like my kids, my grandkids are British born, but mm-hmm. they can all speak the language. Yeah. We're like, oh, can they? Like people would act shocked when we respond to them in Yoruba. Yeah. And then my grandma would be like, yeah, of course they can. Like, why would they not be able to speak the language? Mm-hmm. My grandma would do these things well. When we're at home, when we're speaking to her, she doesn't, she doesn't speak English to you. Yeah. My grandma can speak English. She works here as a nurse. Like sis is educated. Mm-hmm. 
But my grandma would not, because her thing was you need to learn how to speak the language. Yeah. So when we're saying, she'll just be like, we won't go to so. Mm. So until you repeat, mm-hmm. say what you need to say in your bar, and if you get it wrong, you da 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 da, she'll correct you. And then there you go. That's why we can speak the language. That's the best way, man. I thought it was out of order. They were probably mocking them and laughing at them and saying all sorts. And I was at first, first some of you can't even speak the language. Is and you've Joyce, always been in Nigeria. She's Nigerian as well. Who? Um, uh, yes, yeah, she's Yoruba. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nigerian babe. Mm. I was like, yeah, you, you are crazy, man. This is why, and so I feel like with our generation, unfortunately, because a lot of people's parents didn't teach them and stuff like that, there's no way that they're, they're learning. I don't know mm. how it's going to be for the kids learning the language from being real. But people do do lessons. Because mm. a girl, um, Shade from um, She's in a Pod, she takes Yoruba lessons. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know Shade. Yeah, she actually, <laughs> she actually has like a tutor and stuff like that. And I feel like you have to be intentional. Like, I would yeah, do that yeah, for my kids. That's true. That's true. For them to actually learn. Even mm. as an adult, I might even do that. I'm going to do it for myself, though. Say again? Mm. It's actually embarrassing. I said, I'm going to do it for myself. It's even embarrassing. Yeah, because I feel like it's, it's not, to do. It doesn't flow off my tongue. Like, I have to think about it and then I start panicking. I hear you. I feel mm. you, girl. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we are on a time today. Believe it or not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's get to our first set. Oh, no. They're not. All right, people. So before we go into the headlines, we have got uh, an announcement. Um, I'm sure you guys know Jackie frequents the chat. Well, doesn't frequent the chat, so Jackie, make sure you frequent the chat. But basically, Jackie... right. <laughs> <laughs> but she's always calling up, you know what I'm saying, and, and contributing like to our um, discussions, man. And she's got an initiative because, again, she she's like somebody who's really active back home, right? So she's actually going to be in Ghana um, if she's not there already, in fact. Mm. And um, she's got an initiative called Migration to Ghana, right? It's a global right. network co- connecting Ghanaians and lovers of Ghana, both in the country and a diaspora together on a professional business and social level, right? So this year, they're going to be providing an educational seminar to young girls in Jamestown, Accra, to introduce and re-educate them on periods, breast cancer, self-examination, hygiene, and personal presentation, right? So the call's out there to people. If you're in Ghana this Wednesday, Gina, and want to join, (laughs) you can contact Jackie via um, Instagram, Migration to um, Ghana, the two is actual um, number two, yeah? Um, and basically, they're going to be raising funds to provide more provision for the young girls to take home. You know what I'm saying? So if you can, if you're willing, you know what I'm saying, want to support this uh, beautiful initiative for the for, for our girls back home, um, there is a GoFundMe that hopefully Brent will put into the chat and maybe into the um, description afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, please, man, contribute anything, man. Little is £5, pound, £10, pound, anything. Oh, it, it, will go, it will go a long way, man, especially back home. You know what I'm saying? So... And it'll definitely be much appreciated. So migration to Ghana. It's one word, pretty much, all put together, yeah? Two number is a number. Two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So our first headline, and Mr. Cameron is in the news, man. Of course, that's what he wanted. So I came back. <laughs> but to be fair, it's for Dying a good reason. For it. Well, we'll see anyway. So the Foreign Secretary, David Cameron, has called for a sustainable ceasefire, leading to a sustainable peace in Gaza and warned that too many civilians have been killed, right? So the comments in a joint letter with a German count with his German counterpart, Annalena Baybock, went further than previous UK calls for humanitarian pause. It comes after the White House expressed unease about the failure of Benjamin Netanyahu's administration to reduce civilian casualties and its plans for the future of Gaza. Writing in the Sunday Times, Lord Cameron, you know he's a lord. No. <laughs> I guess he's giving them to anybody these days. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, this is what he said in, in his actual piece in the Sunday Times. He said, our goal cannot simply be an end to fighting today. It must be peace lasting for days, years, generations. We therefore support a ceasefire, but only if it is sustainable. But both Lord Cameron and his German counterpart stopped short of calling for an immediate ceasefire, something that has been a reoccurring demand for bipolar by pro-Palestinian campaigners as the death count in Gaza continues to grow. Next headline takes us to Russia, where military experts said yesterday, on Sunday, that Vladimir Putin has been forced to withdraw ships from his Black Sea Fleet's main Crimea port by Ukrainian attacks. The drone and missile strikes have changed Russian naval operating patterns. This according to the Institute for Study of War, um, causing Putin's Black Sea Fleet to move some ships away from its main base in occupied Sevastopol. The Washington-based military thinks that think tank, pardon me, stressed that this has hampered the BSF's ability to interfere with maritime trade in the western part of the Black Sea. Putin's navy has gradually been pushed back, with the flagship of his Black Sea fleet, which is the Moskova, being sunk in April of last year. Russia and Ukraine reportedly launched mass drone attacks at each other's territories for a second day straight on Sunday, one of which apparently targeted a Russian military airport. And our last headline, Sadiq Khan. You know what? Obviously, especially me, anyway, I criticize Sadiq Khan, right? But this particular headline, I don't see what, why people are complaining, to be fair. But anyway, let me get into it. So an official complaint about Sadiq Khan has been raised amid a row over City Hall striking a deal with an airline for flights to and around the USA. It came as fresh details emerged of the agreement between the mayor's office and United Airlines, which allowed Mr. Khan, his team, and a group of journalists to travel for cheap. The five-day trip in May of 2022 uh, which includes, or pardon me, which included visits to New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, was a mayoral trade mission intended to draw American tourists, business, and investment to London. But critics have raised questions about the fact that flights for the entire party was provided free by United Airlines, with only fees and taxes payable, and whether anything was given by City Hall in exchange. The mayor's office argues that the deal was not a formal partnership and that Mr. Khan makes no apologies for saving taxpayers' money on the flats. In a formal complaint to City Hall's monitoring officer, however, um, Green Assembly member Caroline Russell said that she was concerned about a lack of openness and integrity from the mayor. She said this was partly because of posts sent by Mr. Khan's personal and official Twitter accounts, which appeared to promote the airline during the visit. And that's it for the headlines. Thank you very much. All right, people. So today's topic of the day, right? So this was given to um, a good brother of ours, right? Um, <laughs> I think he's kind of incognito on Instagram or whatnot, but uh, he's always sending like some real, like, um, good information to me, yeah. And so yeah, let me big him up first, Kwame, yeah. And he thought, you know what, this could be a, a possible topic for us to, you know, debate. So Ben's gonna play it in the intro, so you can hear everything that this guy's saying. And then I guess you guys can give um, your opinions. But basically, it's, it's about happiness. So our brain's getting it ready. It's, ba it's basically about happiness. And, and the question is, is unhappiness a necessary part of the journey towards happiness? Hell no. I <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like certain transitions... Well, you said no, to be fair. Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, you know, let me, let me rephrase it like this for you then. There will be happier times than others, right? Yeah. Okay, so the unhappier times, do you feel like they're kind of age-dependent? Do you feel like there's a certain time in your life where it's like, cool, there'll be more unhappy times during this period, and maybe when you get to 30 to 40, 
50 to 60, there's different times where you're a bit more happy. No. No? I, I, I can understand that in terms of like, in your 20s, you're figuring life out, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, so I can understand why you might have a lot more lows than highs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean they're bad times or they're unhappy, but I, I feel like maybe uncertainty or not knowing what direction you're going in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to it being like lows, whereas once you've kind of figured out life, mm-hmm. and that can happen at any age, to be fair, and once you've yeah, figured out that's... life and mm. you have direction, you're probably going to be a lot more comfortable and happier because you have a certain level of peace. Mm. Well, that's, that's pretty much what the guy is kind of saying, to be fair. Yeah. Yes, Brent, when you're ready, please. Between age and happiness is a smile. So zero to kind of 25 is beer, Star Wars, making out, prom, college football, or, you know, Premier League football. Zero to 25 is usually pretty happy. 25 to 45 is what I call the shit gets real years. You realize that distinct to what your parents or your uni told you, you're not going to have a fragrance named after you or be a member of parliament. You have kids, you have economic stress. Someone you love a great deal gets sick and dies your parents, right? Life gets very hard very fast, 25 to 45. And generally speaking, these are the least happy years. And then something wonderful happens, usually in your late 40s or early 50s, and that is you start recognizing the finite nature of life. Maybe you have some economic security. Maybe you've established relationships. Maybe you have these really wonderful things that are less awful, that look, smell, and feel like you called kids. You realize that life is short. And the happiest generation, the happiest age cohort, is the cohort that should be the least happy because they're not healthy is old people. So what the learning here is that if you wake up at 35 and you have a couple kids and you have a spouse or you have a job, and you think, shit, this is hard. I'm not that happy. Recognize that's part of the journey and just keep on keeping on. You know, happiness waits for you in most instances. Uh, so happiness is absolutely a smile. So I think it's helpful just to know that, that as you move into your income earning years, as you move into your mating and child rearing years and the depth of work in your parents, the correlation between age and yes so hearing everything you said in context right do you agree do you feel like nope still it doesn't have to be part of the journey i don't think it is and whatnot i don't think it needs to be part of the journey because i think again it's um like i feel like as human beings we just really glorify struggle and we just really glorify suffering mm. i think saying it needs to be part of the journey mm-hmm. Like, if someone else hasn't been unhappy, does that mean that their happiness at whatever age then it doesn't really stand true or doesn't really hold value or shouldn't be respected as somebody else who's who suffered unhappiness? So that's why I don't agree with that. Because people do that with su- success as well. Mm. If you if you weren't grinding and lowering the dumps and eating mackerel for, your rest, for a whole year straight, they feel like, well, you know, you didn't really work hard for that. Mm. But then they might have. Do you get what I mean? True. So I don't think unhappiness is necessary for you to be for happiness. Mm. Um, but I think also as well, I think you can have moments of unhappiness. Do you get what I mean? Because I think, because sometimes as well, but you, you might not realize you're unhappy in how you're living until you look back. Mm-hmm. Hindsight. But then when you were living then, you didn't feel unhappy. But then because you've clocked a, a different level of like happiness, mm-hmm. or maybe joy now, mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't happiness. What I thought was happiness wasn't happiness. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's age dependent because... Even when I'm younger and I'm still trying to figure things out and stuff like that, I wouldn't say I'm, I was living in unhappiness. And even now where this is my, I'm in my, according to what he said, shit's real now um, stage, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm 
unhappy. If that makes sense. Although you just entered. <laughs> I've, just, I've been here three years, but also I'm, I'm mature <laughs> and I've been living differently to everybody else. Mm. So I entered this stage a while back. <laughs> the age of thinking about what you want to do, mm. honey. I told you that when I was four years, old, I wanted to be a lawyer. You think I'm just entering the stage three years ago? So I don't know. I just feel like it, it's it's dependent. Mm. But I don't think that as a age group, there's like an unhappy stage, happy stage, mm. happier stage and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of older people as well that realize that even in this stage where you're meant to figure things out and then you're 40 and then you're meant to have everything figured out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When they're 60, they realize actually, I didn't really make the best decisions. And then that might be the unhappy stage. So true. I don't think it's something that can be studied where it's like a a pattern like that. Mm. I feel like it's very individual individualistic. Mm. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. But yeah. I'm going to come back to that. Um, Gina, what do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with Esther. Like, you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be part of the journey. Um, sorry, I don't want struggle. Oh, I don't no. like struggle. And I just think, can't we skip that part? Please. Um, with everything. But I do get it. And I do feel like where I'm at in life, I definitely was unhappier before. Mm-hmm. So really and truly, based on what he's saying, I feel like the kind of feeling that he's describing, I had prior to I entered the shit's getting real or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I can honestly say that in my late teens to mid-20s, I was very, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's based on circumstances and things that were happening around me in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer in that place anymore. So my level of happiness is a lot better. Not saying that I don't have moments, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's age related, you know. That's the thing. Cause I don't think a... it's age related. I don't think it's age yeah. related. I just think it's it's based on circumstances. Because even with what he's saying, you could lose your parents as a teen. At any age, yeah. This is it. You could lose them at any age, and I feel like that's going to be the most impact. Obviously, depending on the relationship you have with your parents or, or how you are, but. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most impactful things that could happen to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can have that can happen at any point. So that yeah, you, I, I, feel like yeah I don't think is. I don't think it's age related, man. I think it's yeah. based on circumstances. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's circumstantial rather than age related. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Brent, what are you thinking? Was it listening to the video? Because <laughs> I was doing two things at once. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. Shall I give you a quick summary? Yes, please. So um. Do you feel like unhappiness is somewhat part of the journey towards happiness? Happiness, And also, do you feel like there's just some inevitable age groups, I guess, within your t- within your life where it's like, cool, this is where it's generally going to be unhappy and here is going to be a bit more happier. You know what I'm saying? And maybe when you're oldest, um, that's when you're the happiest, maybe. Is that what he said? When is he oldest, you're the happiest? Yeah, he, he, he pretty much said that um, old people kind of get to that stage where I guess they reflect and they've understood yeah. life to some degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start appreciating things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first question is what? Do I need to be unhappy? Do you, do you feel like it's just part of the process? Like unhappiness? <sighs> I think I think it is. I don't think we... Ch- well, sometimes we choose it. Mm. Right? But I think it is a staple for everybody's life. Mm. And I think we we get to quantify happiness based on the amount of unhappiness that we go through. 
mm-hmm. and we begin to value happiness based on the amount of unhappiness that we go through. Um, I think we strive, well, one should look to strive every day to choose happiness or to pursue to, to pursue happiness. Um, did he mention anything to do with like like raising children and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's exactly. <laughs> so that's, when it, that's when it dips. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. From like twenty five to forty five. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know, obviously, but I I assume only because I've seen a lot of um dogs. Yeah. Mm. Just um different um uh, stresses, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's different crazy. stresses and complications and challenges during mm-hmm. that particular time. And I guess we start adjusting as human beings because we've never been there before. Yep. I guess uh, people, uh, second time wrong, third time wrong, they would have adjusted. So I don't know if it is that the level of unhappiness is the same as, as the first time wrong when it's all new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I guess he was also mentioning stuff like, um, obviously, God forbid, but like it's just a inevitability of, about losing your parents. You know what I'm saying? At some stage in your life. Death. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I just shy uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but death, death, death can it's because of the way Emmanuel right? said it. Trust me. <laughs> if, if, I get it. If you rejoice during that time, then, you know, society questions you a bit, You're right? You're a witch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. That's mm. my initial thoughts. I don't know if it is that you had answered your question. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty it. much. But, okay. So, based on what he's also saying, though, do you feel like old people are the happiest, though? No. You don't think Life so? is a miserable as hell. I think they're miserable. It's circumstantial like again, like Gina was saying. Because I've met some very miserable old <laughs> people. But I've met ones that are like literally just happy bunnies. And it, I just, yeah. you just want to hug them. They're just a mm. little teddy bear. They're just so cute. Mm. So again, I think it's circumstances. Because if you're an old person that's lost your partner, you lost everything, your kids don't talk to you, don't da 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 You think because you're in the age in the age phase where this guy on YouTube said you mm. should be happy, you're going to be happy. No, absolutely not. But you, I think life can be really lonely. When you Very. get to that age, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me give an example of my dad. I know I'm always throwing shade, but all his friends are dead. Mm. Okay. Like, Gina. literally. No, just say, okay. <laughs> 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 no, you dropped it. Yeah, I hear it, but that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the thing. Fact, all his friends are yeah. dead. He's the last man standing. And I was thinking, what's that? Sorry. Um, And he don't... Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's very lonely. Like, I know that yeah. he's lonely. Mm. That was like my granddad. Because my granddad, he and his friends there, they always met up, like, they or basically, they had like a little, like a chill, they were always chilling together. That like, there was like, a group of them since when they were young. They all basically grew up together and mm. whatnot, seen each other through different phases of life and whatnot. And the group just started getting lighter and lighter and lighter. This man just had to, he was like, okay, well, don't really have friends like that. And I think that can, that can get lonely. So I don't know. I feel like the happiest, oldest people I've seen mm. are ones where their friends are still there or like they still have a community around them and stuff mm. like that. Go and ask the ones in the care home mm. that the parents, people come and visit them once once every two years mm. if they're happy. Because again, there is that loneliness. And again, because community, the sense of community is dying in society mm. as it is anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like wherever he got his stats from, I feel like that could change actually. Like not even on a joke, joking yeah. front. Like I feel like that could actually change. Mm. And if you think about it as well, there's a lot of younger people Sorry, trigger warning. That committing suicide. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you get what I mean? Like even at the phases, we've had what's that guy's name? Sorry, what was it? DJ Twitch that used to work with Ellen, that black guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He. We've seen a lot of like even celebrities mm-hmm. who are meant to have everything and meant to be the happiest, and they're literally at that 
age group or in that age group mm-hmm. where it's meant to be like, you figure everything out, your kids are growing up, you're da 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 you've clocked it, you've clocked life. And then they still aren't. Mm. So it's a bit, I feel like it's just circumstances. And also it's perspective because you might see somebody who is down, like life has never given them a good day. Like life has mm. never, ever tried to even attempt to give them a good a good thing. Mm. But then the, circ- the way that their perspective on life makes them happy. Mm. I feel like happiness is too deep to, for it to just be down to age. Do you, okay. Obviously he's kind of, he's speaking generally. Yeah. yeah. But do you feel like, I guess a lot of the things that you guys mentioned, those circumstantial things yeah. kind of typically happen to people within certain ages more than other ages. So for example, if, if people lose their parents, yes, it can happen at any time. Yeah. But typically when you're later in life, Older, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Happens. And maybe relationships has kind of broken down and all this type of stuff. That's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you see the little rapper's girlfriend? <laughs> twice my age. <laughs> Shit. They be going through. Like, damn. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And age as well, yeah. Because obviously you guys spoke about the elders being like lonely and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that's like kind of us maybe Projecting. looking at yeah because are, are they lonely or are they just alone? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, you can't be alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like to be alone, but I'm never lonely. This is it. Second, Gina. But now my dad lonely man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's to you though, isn't it? That's to you. No, do well, you know you why sure? I know he's okay, let me on. tell you why I know he's lonely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the of course business is out here. What? No, because some of the things that he does, Aww. and I feel like you only do that because you're, you're lonely. lonely. Do you, mm. Does that make sense? Mm. And he says it himself, like, I've got no one to talk to, or like mm. oh, um, that's sad. Would yeah. You want me to just stay here? You say like, you're tough, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, li- that's, that's how I see it. I'm just like Okay. Oh dear. Like he'll be like, Oh, you don't call me, you don't look for me, you know I'm by myself, I've got no one to talk to. And it's just like Oh, he's he's manipulating mm, you. Mm. He's not manipulating, man. Well he's talking about violin, so <laughs> whether he's manipulating, not manipulating, she's she's like, mm, it's a sweet song. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I'm like, get somebody else to do it. Your question but, yeah. though, like what do you all think of your parents doing no wickedness mm-hmm. during their peak? Oh, bread. Yes. Bread. And then trying to flip in, turn it on, turn the waterworks on. Your cat trick me. And then you have people like the man that's saying, oh. Nope. Oh. Nope. You can't trick me. Forgive them. Can't trick me. See that? Forgive them. (laughs) You see that? Forgive them. I'm banned from saying that to me. Because I said, you know what? I said, you're going to be put in the same category as the person you're pleading for. Because I don't think you're on that person's end telling them to have some sense. Mm. I, that's the thing like I feel like yeah sometimes you just be having the old age you deserve sometimes <laughs> you spent your, your peak years when you were a young spring chicken mm. moving about the place moving reckless and then now you're all feeble and shit and you think I should now stop my spring chicken days to take it no why, why, why are you there pushing for people to forgive we need to forget yeah, questions, man. yeah. Just, he, asked, he asked you this question on purpose no I, I think it's just um Obviously, I understand. When someone explains to me, I understand, you know what I'm saying? But I think my default is just that. Support the main To support the parents. Grace. Yeah, man. Because obviously, without them, we wouldn't be here. They, they did certain things to make sure that we would be I, here. You know what? I hear, I you hear know what me, you're saying, yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, I think accountability is a thing, isn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? And you know when it's like, I hope you have the day you deserve. Yeah. You have to leave people to have the day they deserve, no? 
And that's the that's thing. What I'm, doing. I'm here for that movement. Mm-hmm. I'm literally even need to have the day you deserve. Because that makes me. Yeah. Because you know, like like, coming from an African background as well, the onus of parents doing right by their kids is always placed on kids. And I will yeah. never understand that. And I've always questioned that. And I will always stand against that. Mm. You can't be telling me to make an effort and be like, like telling me that someone is my parents or is my blood doesn't hold enough weight for me personally. That's okay. Cool. And it's, family is a social construct. <laughs> I didn't, pick, I didn't get to pick my family, so you're gonna have to give me something more. Mm. And at the same time, like, yeah, but you know they're old, or you know they're not feeling well. Da, 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 da. That's great, but I'm always. Are you on the other end of that having a conversation with that person? Then, mm. and then you know you offended this person. Go and say this, and go and say that. Nope. You like Jean said, you will, you will just have. I don't even say to people, I hope you have the day you deserve. I tell them have the day you deserve. I let your, <laughs> I let your, your heart do what it needs to do, mm. and you can walk forth in that mindset. <laughs> Yes, I feel like a lot, a lot of old people are lonely, unfortunately. Like, I've yeah. known of people that have died very miserable deaths. No, but, but they live very miserable lives. For real, though, Emmanuel, man. Mm-hmm. Like, does it depend on the severity of the abuse doled out to the children by the parent that mm-hmm. will have you rethinking your, oh, forgive them? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, like, if someone explains to me and says, oh, this is why, da, 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 this, that, and the third, you know, my dad wasn't even there, the nigga just left when I was two, and you know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I can understand, but I think my default is always to be like, a lot of the time, not even a lot of the time, like parents are just parents for the first time, and, and a lot of the time they make mistakes, not not necessarily because they want to do wrong or whatever, but they're finding their feet, they make certain decisions, you know what I'm saying? And some of the some of the grace that we would kind of want for ourselves, you know what I'm saying? It would be nice to offer to them, mm. especially if they were there present. They got things wrong yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Different economic stresses. My tea is very nice. Very, very lovely tea this morning. Yeah, but Emmanuel, it's, yeah. again, it, it must be the severity of the, the abuse. Because suppose, mm-hmm. uh, trigger warning, fiddling stuff. Oh, no. No, I'm you not know, talking about that. But why them. are you all knowing them? I'm saying that different things affect people differently, right? Yeah, facts. Yeah. So yeah. the same fiddling stuff. Yeah. Right, for, for other people, trigger warning. For other people, it could be abandonment. That could be yeah. worse yeah. than the, the the other the other stuff. Yeah. Do you understand? Hundred percent. But you're there based on your uh, calculation of the level of abuse. Mm. Forgive her, man. No, 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 no. Remember this. This is what I said to you. I, I understand. If someone explained to me, I, I fully understand. But I think my it's just that my default is you know what I'm saying. Parents, they did X, Y, Z. You know what I mean to to make sure that we're here and got to a certain level. Mm. Especially if you've got good parents, anyway. That's a conditioning so, in you. It might be, you know and, what I'm saying? And but does it matter if the, the parent fully well knows that they're being emotionally manipulative? Oh, you're 100%. Yeah, of that's course, got of to. course. Like, of course, yeah. Because obviously that's that's not right. Man. That's just pure deception <laughs> to try and get the best from from, from from a situation you didn't give a crap about. You know what I'm saying? That so situation do being you know what kids. I think is also interesting though? <laughs> Old age is... Some people generally can forget. Do you get what I mean? Oh, I've I think that's hard. I've had those experiences oh, yeah, those where, are hard. you know, when I'm just like, and this is what I mean by it's then magic. Therapy, it's like, right? you have, huh? No, but I'm thinking about things where someone has like dementia. So they've done what they've done, yeah, yet, but or, they can't remember what they've done. And they don't remember, right? Or like, unless they're so white, they always remember they're racist, but. So where are they getting <laughs> the nod of um, authenticity? 
Well, like, who's to checking? Bring to, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, checking that yeah. they actually forgot it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's some very, very good actors up there. <laughs> no, but there's nothing to say. Pretending like you never knew where, where I was all this time when it is I was growing up. <laughs> nah. I said, who are you? <laughs> What's your name? I'm your son. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Gino, my gosh, um, man. Diff- it's difficult, man. But I've seen people like hmm? that, though, on, like, it's so. It's actually like sometimes my TikTok, there's a lot that comes on my TikTok. And it's like people like with parents like with dementia and stuff like that. Mm. And they had a bad relationship. Parents weren't like, ideally, they're not, they're not trying to talk to this parent. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, because of the parents' circumstances now, they have to now be the parents' carer. Mm. But you're better than me. I ain't caring for shit. See, but let the Lord do what the Lord has to do, you love. I'm not caring for you if you are the cause of my trauma. Hell no. But you don't Hell the, the, the thing no. Is, Heaven no. That's the deal of the figures, yeah. I understand that more because it's like <laughs> this person's only different because of this condition. You're still the maniac from, from exactly. years before. So I understand if you don't exactly. want to take care of them. But, but I mean, it feel bad because then, because basically as well, people around, it's, I, feel like, I feel like it's one of those things where people can easily manipulate you even more, like gas at you because you know why you're angry. This person you're angry at doesn't know why, they, why you're angry at them. Mm. So it just feels like it's unfair. And now they're just like, oh, like, I'm sorry if I did anything. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Nah, but it's, it's, it's purpose, difficult, though. man. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's not on purpose, isn't it? So, yeah, but your hurt, you hurting me was on purpose. <laughs> Maybe you're... D- yeah, man. It's tricky, man. So, question mm. to Black Rob and Kevin. Uh, mm. You can't see them because they're blocked. Um, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you already know. So, so question... So basically, they're trying Girl, to... Girl, one thing about me, baby. Yeah, question to you, you two guys. Uh, and it's a serious question from me. How does one forgive the fiddling stuff? Because you're there saying that Emmanuel's trying to convince two Christians in the room to forgive. Not about the fiddling stuff. Expl- explain to me, <laughs> explain to me how that looks, how that works. Because I know I'm in church because I need Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying every single day to be like Christ. You are every I'm a Christ. dream that I need Christ. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, Gina, the whole dementia stuff, you said that you've um experienced that a couple of times. Do you know what it is? So basically, like, for example, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I say to all these business, so what defense is it making? Exactly. So like, he's he's at that age where he generally forgets. Mm. Like, you can tell he's, he's forgetting everything, yeah? Because he can be like, oh, I tried to call you yesterday and you didn't answer. I spoke to you yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like... It's continuous, like he'll forget conversations or forget um, certain things or so I can tell that like he's at that point. And obviously, without going into too much detail, like there was a conversation that happened between him and my mum and he was so like, you know when it's like someone makes a comment and you're thinking like, like you're talking about yourself. Mm. But they kind of had a back and forth and he was so oblivious and was like me. I like, I never did. Like, you know, when I just thought, nah, you're actually mad. And then I got really, that got me really annoyed because I thought, wait, so as, in your demonic spirit, you're now allowing yourself grace to forget the bullshit that you've done. And people have to still live with that. That's the I thought, thing. Mm. Yeah. Man, it's tricky. So I can't. And the thing is, yeah, I say this, like, with me, yeah, it's like, it's different because I re- like, it's not as it's not it, basically it could be way worse because it was way worse before right 
to the point where like I could see you on the road and walk straight past you. Like I've gone through that whole phase of purely ignoring your existence and whatnot and whatnot. Now it's just you're there in it. Do you get what mm. I mean? And and throughout everything, I still I still give my dad money every single month. What for? Couldn't tell you. But it's like mm-hmm. it's something that I do, and I can't I can't stand the man. I can't stand him. I don't care for him at all. Very kind of but you. it's like, pardon? So that's very kind. That's very good. Yeah, and and, and I, I did, like it's literally direct debit every single month. Like I don't even think about it. Yeah. And every month he calls and he says thank you. And I'm always just like, I I, I don't need to thank you. I don't care. And mm. I'm not even doing this for it's more my mum that kind of was just like, look, like he's old now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like just give support, et cetera, et cetera. And bear in mind, you've got bare picnic then, by the way. Loads. Mm-hmm. So the ones that you have favoured and you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I feel like it's their responsibility to look after you. It's not mine. Do you know can ask you, does your pups go to church? Um, now, but I think it's more because he knows he's dying soon, so he's just trying oh to get right. No, but that's okay. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> no, that's facts, though. No, People like I've to draw near to God when they know that they're drawing near to, to the grave. No. My dad, growing up, my dad didn't go to church. So. I've known people like, like that. I know, I know that that's why he's going. And also because he's lonely. Oh, oh yeah, church community, isn't it? Boy. So, yeah. I've people that try to accept Jesus quickly. Whilst the, while, <laughs> the new, while the breath was... Why the air was being sucked out of the lungs. It's crazy. Do you feel like potentially helping, like, your pups, for example, Gina, like, or, or people that have, like, maybe feel some type of way toward their parents, helping them kind of helps with forgiveness? Rather than staying away and be like, yeah, I forgive you, or Do you know I, I don't, is? you know, better out of sight, out of mind type thing. Do you or... know what it is about forgiveness, though? You can forgive somebody without them still, without you allowing access to them mm-hmm. access to 100%. you so yeah. like i can i can uh, there's people that are forgiven mm-hmm. but you will never have access to me again mm-hmm. you will never speak to me you will never see me you will never we will never be in the same places we will never be friends we will never yeah. be family we will never be anything mm. but i've forgiven you mm-hmm. like I've, i don't hold that against you so i feel like i don't think that you need to be helping somebody to help with forgiveness i think what may, i feel like i actually feel like it does the opposite I think knowing that your parents has done this to you mm-hmm. and then let's, they're not accepting of what it is that they've done. They're trying to rewrite history, trying to say, oh, I didn't really mean like that, blah, blah. I feel like that can be more difficult on your healing journey, on your forgiveness journey, mm-hmm. than if you actually stayed away and actually worked on it by yourself. Because essentially their reminder every single time, this is why I didn't think you're nobody, but their reminder every single time of what, they, what it is that they did to you and when it comes to conversations and stuff, they, you're going to be watching them trying to rewrite history mm. of the things that you're still feeling the impact of. So I feel like actually forgiveness can be harder mm-hmm. depending on the person you're dealing with. That's why I love the Kirk Franklin um, story when he found his biological dad. Because mm. his dad didn't have a clue about him at all. And as soon as he found out, he was like, anything you need me to do, I will do. And as soon as his dad found out that I, he was going to DNA came back and said he was his dad... Mm. The way his dad was, he was like, I'm so sorry. Even though he didn't have a clue that he had a kid, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm so sorry. He was like, any way that I can I can come back into your life that you want to allow me, whatever, however soon, however long you need. He was like, if you need time away from me for a while to get all of this, mm-hmm. I will, he said, I am literally going to follow your lead mm-hmm. on this. Having a parent like that, that's easy to talk about. Again, the guy, is a, he's a therapist. Mm-hmm. He's studied psychology. So he, he not many people will yeah. have that kind of reaction from their parents. But unfortunately, a lot of people, when they get to that age where it is that you realise that you're running out of time or that you're getting older and your kids don't like you, your kids don't talk to you and whatever. People, I mean, with human beings at every stage anyway, but at that age, people don't want to admit and acknowledge 
that they're in the position they're in the they're in that position because of what they've done because of the harm they've caused to their children or the family or, or friends or whatever the situation is. Mm. So that's what. And then they always try to rewrite history. Yeah. I feel like it's so much harder to forgive somebody. It will be for me anyway. Mm-hmm. If you are you who is my who has caused me this pain, my trigger mm-hmm. is still there actively triggering me because you're not accepting what you did. The reason why no, I say man. that is because I feel like. Again, I could be wrong in it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it is definitely dependent on the people in, the, in those situations. But a lot of the time, when you hang around with someone a bit longer, especially a parent, right? I feel like you can sometimes put things in context and understand why the person thinks and behaves they behaves in the way they do, right? Yeah. Granted, some of them are, are maniacs. <laughs> like you're saying, you're just yeah. going to try and rewrite history and, and deny every goddamn thing that happened, right? But some people, it's like, you, you may sit down one day and just look at them, hear them say something, think... I understand now, like based on this particular story I heard from this particular person, I understand why you are like this, why you think this way. And it may allow you to see the humanity in them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Where sometimes you may not see. Again, this is not a all fits It's not general, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, it would depend on the situation. Because I'm not, I'm also not from the school of thought of, because this is how, quote unquote, you are, Mm -hmm. and everyone around you has always allowed this and enabled this, Mm. I must then follow that lead as well. Wrong is wrong, hun. And if I, even if, if, 50 people have agreed with you and I'm the only one telling you that you're wrong, mm. based on the fact that I think you're wrong, mm. I will not be having any kind of interaction with you mm. on the fact that you are. Because a lot of times it's like enabled behavior and that's why, unfortunately, there's a lot of foolishness that goes on in families. Trigger warning. But that's why essays is not called out and people are not shamed the way they need to be shamed. It's crazy to me because, again, it becomes a thing of, oh, you know, that's just how they are. Oh, you know that person. That's just mm-hmm. how they are. That's just how they are. Nope. I'll be honest not with my you. Books. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like it's funny, like when not funny, but obviously when Brent mentioned that, my brain don't think about that. It's it's crazy because <laughs> I just don't think. Not that it don't happen. Of course it happens. But right? like this but, doesn't apply to whatever scenario I'm talking about, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. because those I don't understand those people. I, if I had my you'd way, be you know what I'm saying. Man. Those people we wouldn't they wouldn't be on the planet. But you know what I'm saying. But you'd be surprised because there's a girl that tweeted the other day. She was saying how her cousin must have assaulted a few people. I feel like a, a, few, a couple of girls or whatever that she knew, like actual ours and whatnot, yeah? Mm. And she said she makes it a thing of hers that everywhere he goes, that like, say family functions and whatnot, she publicly calls him out that this man is a rapist. Serious? But, yes, she said she's made it her life mission. She said till the day she dies. Because again, that's how it goes. That's how people just sweep under the rug in a family. Do you know how many, you know how many lumpy rugs there are in families? It's crushing, it's crazy. <laughs> Not me though, I'm clearing it all out. Let's, <laughs> let's get it all out. But that's the thing, that's how people, that's how people who are demons can literally, they will do whatever they do. Mm. You won't talk to them for a little while. But next thing you know, they're at Christmas table trying to battle you for the turkey leg. No, you sicko, you shouldn't be around here. But she's, I, I, I appreciate it. And people were like to her, like, they were like, do you know what, I commend that because I wish I had that, that mm. kind of um, confidence to be able to do that. And she was like, and people were like, well, be careful though. And she was like, no, she's got the, like her male cousins are on her side. Because yeah, again, course, yeah. we're not about to act as though you have not done what you've done. And that's what unfortunately happens a lot of times. And then when the person's now old and lonely and whatnot, now you're going to try and rewrite it. So I didn't really mean that. I didn't really know better. I didn't, shut up. Some mm. of you are 40 talking about you didn't know better. But in a situation like that, yeah, no, what, no. The, what does she want from that scenario? So, because obviously, once she's called it out, every every a few of these functions, surely everyone knows by now, right? Because yeah. it's the same families that meet up and, and things of that nature. Yeah. What does she want from from the family, if that makes sense? I don't know, but someone like that is not gonna be never gonna be around. 
then why does he keep coming around? Because they're allowing him to come that's around. So that's why she makes the point every time. Mm. Because I feel like it calls him out and it calls people to understand that this is who you're comfortable being around, by the way. Mm. Every mm. single time this is who you're comfortable to be around. This is who you're comfortable to be around. And that's the I, I keep telling you that people don't get shamed enough. People do not get shamed enough, but a lot of old people, man, they're going through it. But they're going through it because of the, of the seeds they, they, they've sown. So, mm. it's a damn shame. All the best old parties involved. Life, man. But Their life. <laughs> 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 All right. So before before we wrap up here, do you feel like you guys, when you're, I don't know, at your oldest, let's just say when you're a pensioner and things of that nature, yeah. you may be your happiest. Or do you feel like there's going to be a certain time in your life where you'd be like, you know what? If I could go back to that five years, mm. 100% that was the best time. And why do you think that? I need to get there first. Assess <laughs> 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 the situation first. Actually, I think it'll be circumstantial, but again, I think the older I get, the wiser I'm getting, and I'm making better decisions every single time. So even sometimes when I look back, I'm like, oh, like I feel like I look back at stuff and think life was simpler then. Like it was my church's um carol night yesterday. And singing the songs just reminded me of primary school. And I was like, oh, that was such a fun time, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? So I feel yeah. like like I've never, I haven't experienced anything in life so far that makes me feel like I want to go. I might want to relive certain moments or have certain moments again, but not the period because again, my life goal is always to just to keep evolving. Like that is what, that is what pushes me every single day. And so wherever where I'm at today and where I'm gonna be at 60, 70, 80 plus, I would have evolved. Like I'm, I'm always going to have a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't believe I'm ever gonna look back and be like, oh, maybe I need to go back then, unless I start making stupid decisions. But again, I'm doing everything I can to ensure I don't do that. So if I stay on the right path, nah, mm. man. The only way is up, baby. <laughs> ben, what about you? What do you think? What's the question? Do you feel like you'll be at your happiest probably when you're like a pensioner and you've kind of retired? Or do you feel like you look back and think, you know what? There was a certain time in my life Ooh, where it's like, you know what? This is this was peak happiness for me. I think at every stage or season, everything reconfigures and adjusts. So I don't think I'd measure it or compare it the same way mm-hmm. anyway. Mm. And that's what I'm sticking with. You know, I was just thinking about though. I was thinking mm. like when I retire, yeah, and all I'm doing is just traveling about the place in all the tasting all the different mangoes in the world. Mm-hmm. That's good happiness, boy. You know what I'm saying? But then I would have because I like I like to work. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of what Brent says. It just just yeah. evolving through life. Yeah. I guess the work will be on your own terms. So it'll be the perfect job for you. Yeah. Because you Just know what I mean? Just do Pilates and eating <laughs> fancy fish. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think, t- for me anyway, I think, obviously, if I'm correct, based on what old people say, like, when you get to that age, <laughs> based on what they say, <laughs> when you get to, like, them ages there, I feel like all the things you kind of thought were serious. And you, you know, know what? what? I try to live like that now. Mm-hmm. I've seen way too many older people say yeah. it is not that it's important. Not, they were like, literally, there was a lady, you know, when people just stop the people on the roads and stuff and mm-hmm. give them, I love those videos. Mm-hmm. And literally, she was like, life is not that serious. Yeah. She was like, honestly, don't be stressed. Don't like make an active choice. And I feel like that's always people's regret. Mm. No one ever looks back and, and be like, oh, I, I wish that people always wish, you know what? I just wish I lived more, I was more mm-hmm. present. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. those kind of things. Whenever I get hear advice like that, mm-hmm. 
I impl- I try to implement it yeah, in my current. Exactly. So I'm trying to be more present because again, so much stuff can just pass you by. And the next thing you just wake up, you're 65. And I'm like, where's time gone? I don't ever want to think that. God forbid. But yeah, but yeah I love those videos there. Mm. That's a good one, actually. All right, people. Mm. I think we can wrap up there, man. All right, let's get into our next headlines. Yes and no. Um, Kevin, it's a, if it's foolish, Kevin yes, basically just said that he went through one of the things. Oh, that's why he is the way he is. Yeah, and I assume that, that he meant that he got touched when he was younger. But he yeah. said he didn't get touched. He said he got beaten up. And then he forgive his um, father or mother, whoever beat him up. Mm. But um, that's on him. Still lasting effects, though. It, I don't know. He wouldn't claim it was. No, I'm saying it is. Oh, okay. There's no shame in me. I have no shame And that's probably why he has that particular outlook on life and, and love yeah. and relationships mm. kind of going forward. So I don't I don't know. I, everybody's different. Mm. But um, yeah, they, they did. And the, the phone's not working. In fact, it is working. And just, we have to go at a certain time in it. So I'm not entertaining the calls. <laughs> so don't call it. You can call, you can call tomorrow. <laughs> Why'd you tell them then? <laughs> Yes. So, our next headline. Trigger warning, guys. So, Israel has said that three Israeli hostages mistakenly killed by soldiers in Gaza on Friday had left, had, sorry, had used leftover food to write signs pleading for help. Imagine. So, the IDF, according to the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, um, they said that the men had been staying at the building next to where they were shot for some period of time. Meanwhile, the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry says that Israeli airstrikes killed at least 90 people in the, Jab- in the Jabalia um, refugee camp on Sunday. So the BBC, obviously, um, they've looked into it, but they're unable to confirm the toll, right? But the strikes hit a residential block housing two families, this according to the ministry. Um, about 120 host- hostages were, I believe, to still be in captivity in the Gaza Strip held by Hamas and allied Palestinian groups. Israel is under increasing pressure for a deal to free more hostages. Israeli officials have admitted that killing the free men who were holding a white flag was a breach of rules of engagement. So Israeli officials have admitted this, right? They were seized and taken to Gaza during the 7th of October Hamas attacks that killed around 1,200 in southern Israel. Next headline takes us to Nigeria, man, the mighty nation of Nigeria, where Nigeria's Supreme Court has ruled that the separatist leader, Namdi Kanu, should be kept in prison. Oh, Imagine. wow. Imagine. Damn. Overturning the 2022 judgment by a lower court that ordered his release. Remember, we spoke I was about that. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The court also ruled that his terrorism trial at a lower federal court should continue. In October last year, the appeal court dropped all charges against him after ruling that he had been illegally arrested abroad. His lawyer said that he was detained in Kenya, uh, which has not commented on whether it played a role in Mr. Kano's deportation to Nigeria. The court also ruled that his extradition was illegal. Mr. Kano was never actually released and now following the Supreme Court decision, he will remain under the custody of the secret police as the government sets a date for the continuation of his trial. For those who don't know, he's the leader of um, the banned indigenous people Biafra group, which has been campaigning for the creation of an independent state in southeastern Nigeria. I don't blame you guys. You need to give it to them. I don't blame I'm never, never going to be real. I'm going to be so... I support that movement. Serious? Yeah, I really do. Would you prefer... I think everyone needs to go back to what they were. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think everyone needs to go back to what they what they what they're mm. gonna do. Because there's certain people, I'm not gonna say who, on account of your flex, but they ain't got nothing. They got a 
pot to piss in. At all. And so what they've been doing is taking from everybody else. Facts. And so when it is that it's the Biafra comes back mm-hmm. and the Yoruba land goes back, mm-hmm. anybody else want to do whatever they want to do. But we will see the people that are thriving because mm-hmm. of what it was. Yeah. Again, Nigeria wasn't started out to be a one state. So, at all. And it hasn't worked. Clearly, mm-hmm. so let's go back to the original plan and let's see how everyone gets on. I'm really, I'm here for that. Yep, but couldn't have said it better, man. So Mr. Kano was originally arrested in 2015. On ch- 2015, that's mad. That's mad. <laughs> well, you said it didn't really register, then it registered. Because that's I'm, crazy. I, I've been following this guy since 2015. Then <laughs> I so. didn't recognize it's been that long. That's, that's crazy. Nearly ten years. That's ridiculous. So anyway, he was originally arrested in 2015 on treason and terrorism charges, which he denied. Mr. Kanu then fled Nigeria while he was out on bail. In 2021, Mr. Kanu, who holds a UK passport, by the way, was forcibly returned to Nigeria. The Nigerian authorities have linked IPOB to numerous attacks on police stations and other government buildings in the southeast of Nigeria. The group obviously denies any involvement. It's sad, man. Um, Next headline takes us to um, Hong Kong, man. Oops, pardon me. Where the pro-democracy media tycoon, Jimmy Lai's long-awaited trial over charges that he con- colluded with foreign forces has begun in Hong Kong. <laughs> His name is Jimmy Lies. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> he was lying. That's crazy. <laughs> Watch what you name your kids, man. <laughs> to the 76-year-old who has been behind bars since December of 2020 could be jailed for life, you know, if he's found guilty. Mr. Lai was arrested under the national security law, the NSL, which China has been accused of wielding to crush dissent. His case has drawn international uproar and is widely seen as a test of Hong Kong's judicial independence. <laughs> Beijing, which introduced the NSL in 2020 in response to massive pro-democracy protests, insists that the law is necessary to quell unrest. It considers Mr. Lai a traitor who sought to undermine China's national security. But critics say that Mr. Lai's case is just another example of Beijing's tightening grip on Hong Kong. Mr. Lai's legal team said that he had been denied his right to a fair hearing. They pointed to the fact that he was denied his choice of legal representation after Beijing barred him from appointing a UK lawyer and that he has been tried by three judges handpicked by Hong Kong's leader, John Lee. How the hell is he going to get out of this situation? It's a damn shame. Apparently his, his son is, a, like him, a UK um, citizen and has okay. been campaigning. Yeah, he met with um, Cameron the other day as well. Okay. Trying to get, trying to get him, you know, a UK lawyer to represent him. Represent him. Yeah, they ain't having it, man. So they ain't having it. But yes, that's it for the headlines. It's time to pay the bills. All right, let's get into some word on road, honey. Honestly, this weekend was actually a lot. There was a, there was so much going on. It was crazy. But Kanye is back to ranting. I'll be real with you. I did watch. Excuse me. What was that? <laughs> Oh, did you catch that? Um, I was too. Damn, you did it. Did you do the Heil Hitler thing? You did that. What? <laughs> this guy is what insane. What did I do after you said what you said? Gosh. Anyways, right? Um, what's it called? Yeah, he's back to ranting. I will be real with you. I did watch it. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't. I have nothing to report. I just wanted to let you know that Kanye is back to ranting. I have nothing to report. What I do know, though, is that there was someone recording him, right? Mm. And she kept... So basically, while he was speaking, he was getting like people were doing ad libs here and there, like yeah, like yeah, yeah, whatever. But this girl was making too many ad libs, and he was like, wait, wait, like just stop, like calm down, like hey, hey stop, 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 stop. He kept doing that. He was like, to her, listen, stop interrupting me. You just shut up, or you're gonna get exiled. You're gonna get exiled, right? That's a meme now, so that's great. 
So then she's carrying on, carrying on. He goes, hey, man, get her out. (laughs) (laughs) So that man, yeah, he's so funny. He was like, yeah, get her out. And she was like, oh, no. He was like, yeah, get her out. Just get out. You got to go. And so she was exiled. I have no idea what he was talking about. There was a bunch of stuff in there. Jay-Z was brought up. Everybody was brought up. Mm. Anti-Semitism was brought up. The Jews were definitely brought up. The Jewish community were definitely brought up. They're first on his lips. It was a whole bunch of stuff. But then it does make you realize that video is proof of why people stay dumb for long. Mm. Because they have a bunch of enablers. Mm. He was in a whole room and they were all just yes men. And at one time he was like, I feel like, I want, like no black people support me or something like that. And this black girl gets up like, I'll support you. I'm standing up with you now. And he was like, oh. okay. And he kept on yeah, he turned around and he, he said, nobody in this room supported me. Oh, man. And then she felt away. <laughs> but he looked at her like, I don't want you. <laughs> kind of thing. That video was absolutely funny. But anyway, love and peace and light and all sorts to Mr. Kanye West. He's, he's who he is. Also, the girls are fine over the weekend. That was absolutely crazy. So basically, was it? No, it happened on Friday. So basically, Cardi B briefly went on Instagram Live. Did I talk about this? No, I don't think I did. So yeah, so basically briefly, she went on Instagram she was Live. Shouting from her chest. Sis. No, it was emotional, innit? Even I felt it. I felt No, but you know, I felt it. I was like, yikes. <laughs> so basically, she was on her um Instagram live and cussing out, essentially cussing out offset. But it was a very quick video. And she was just like, oh, um, da-da-da, he keeps playing with me. And she's like, you're out here feeling yourself because you're, <laughs> you're a little album and whatnot. <laughs> and she was mm. like, um, you keep playing with me and you keep doing this. She's like, you're out here acting to the world. Essentially, cut a long story short. I can't remember what, she, what it was. But basically, she he's out here acting a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. people in the world look at him like, oh, he's a nice guy. Da-da-da-da. But the reality is that he's showing her, he's showing her shaggy. He's showing her <laughs> hell behind the scenes and so she was basically talking about frustration and she was saying how he keeps playing with her playing in her face mm. knowing that she's at one of the most vulnerable times of her life mm. and so this and that she was like how she's helped him with so much and she's never got a thank you she's like she's helped yeah she's basically said she's helped him without even thinking about it countless of times and he's never even had the, the, the decency to thank her and whatnot anyways then she then went on to tweet um where was it what's the tweets sorry hold on so she basically tweeted, she deleted it, obviously, but she said, Offset, you're a bitch ass N-word. And trust me, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it there. F and take it there. And then she says, MFs will try you when you're at your lowest and your most vulnerable time. You're out here feeling yourself, but trust me, the tables turn. So that happened, yeah. Enters here Nicki Minaj, who should be celebrating the, the her album Pink Pink Friday 2 and whatnot. She decides to tweet a picture of, of Michael Jackson hanging out the vehicle. Oh, gosh. So obviously Offset loves Michael Jackson in it. Like Offset is mm. like any chance that if he gets to do a fancy dress, you bet your bomb that he's coming in <laughs> as MJ. And he's been walking all over the damn place, Atlanta. Well, allegedly in and out women's houses too. But anyways, right? That's what so Nikki then tweeted that. Obviously, shade at Cardi because everyone saw the meltdown. Meltdown was trending and whatnot. Then I think this is I personally think this is one of the best comebacks I've ever heard. It's very light, simple, and just straight to the point. Cardi said, take your man to a park and leave me the fuck alone. I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why that's iconic. Because Nikki's man is a sex offender. Mm. He's on a sex I know, register. I know, that's why she said it. So you can't go to the park, there's hella kids there. You're not allowed. <laughs> she said, take your man to the park and leave me the hell alone. 
But obviously, then Question Offset then came back later on after he was getting cooked for how many hours. Then came back and basically said he was like, oh, people using takeoff, people wishing takeoff death um, death is too far. And people were like, make it make sense. Takeoff is dead. Is, is dead. So what do you mean they're wishing him death? How do you wish someone who's already dead, 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 basically? And then he came and said, correction, fans using takeoff's name in the middle of all of this isn't cool. I'm still grieving my brother and would like for his name to not be brought up. So basically, the people are, what the speculation is about the whole situation with Cardi and Offset then, and her going on live and saying, I explained in her face, was because it was Offset's birthday, I think on Thursday or whatnot. He had a party, right? And this is what the fans are saying, right? No one's no one else has said this, but this is what the fans are saying, is that the girl that Cardi... So one of the women that Cardi... that No, that Offset cheated on Cardi with, confirmed, allegedly she was at the party, and I think she's the one... Why, yeah, she's the one Cardi beat up and she's doing community service for, basically. Mm. So people are saying that that's why she's talking about the whole playing their face. But anyways, that girl said, she came back to address it and said, excuse me, everybody, calm down. She said, I was out eating at a public restaurant. I was not at that week as party. Now leave me the fuck alone. So there's just that. So no one really knows, but obviously they're going through it. But I've, I told you, though, I feel like Cardi is done, man. You know what it is? You know when you get to that point, you're realizing how much you've done for a guy and he has never said thank you? That's the point of no return. That's when you that's when you really spend some time sitting down and you're really deep in it. But anyway, love and light to Cardi, man. Love Cardi. Got all the time for her. What else is here? See where forgiveness gets you. Who <laughs> my forgiveness? No, see where Cardi forgiving offset got her. Brent, that's why I keep telling people, when a guy cheats one time, leave him. It will come back to buy it. That man is community penis. Still love offset though, but his community penis is crazy. It's crazy. Allegedly. Allegedly, he'd be up and down the streets. But he did say, I mean, when Blueface said he slept with Krishan, obviously people have brought that up now. Because like two weeks ago, Blueface said he and Krishan was, was sleeping together. And Offset came and said, Ooh. hey, excuse me, I've never slept with that woman in a day in my life. <laughs> but obviously, when Cardi's saying you're out here mm. doing this and that, whatever else, people are like, oh, maybe Blueface wasn't lying. Now you got Blueface, who's a known terror, looking like he's saying facts. <sighs> Y'all stop sleeping married men. That's the question. Where to Nini? Anyways, um, next, Fantasia is calling out Airbnb, which is actually sad, but I've been hearing a lot of... I haven't used Airbnb in a minute, in actually maybe years now. I think since maybe COVID year. But it's a whole long thing, basically. And they've got a lot of... um, They've had a lot of... What's the word? Smoke. Basically, smoke is not the word really, but a lot of complaints and stuff like that. People even say that when you go, if you hire out an apartment or Airbnb and whatnot, you should always look around because some of, some of the hosts hide cameras, mm. like in the rooms and stuff, mm. where people are getting changed and shit. Who knows what they're doing with that image? Absolutely disgusting. But she basically said, she tweeted yesterday, I forget that Twitter allows people to write epistles. But anyway, she said, my stomach is so uneasy this morning as I'm riding back to my home in the cold and rain. I don't say much when people do me wrong, but I can't stay quiet on how my family and I were just treated from a host with Airbnb, trying to kick my kids and I out at mid at 12 midnight. The host accused us of having a party with loud noises outdoors because they saw balloons being dropped off and a game truck with no generator in the early part of the day. The amount of guests we reserved for are the amount of guests who stayed the night. They never said we weren't allowed to have any company over. It's evident from the sayings on the wall to the outdoor fire pit jacuzzi and a well-equipped game room in the garage poker table that people host parties and or gatherings here on the lake. 
often as they as there were weights with balloons, ribbons left in the garage from a previous party at the house. It's evident to me this was racial profiling and the treatment we received was due to the colour of our skin. I wanted my son to enjoy his friends who were, 10 to, who were between the ages of 10 to 12 years old and make him feel special as I have been travelling for the last 35 plus days, promoting a movie I starred in. Colour Purple's out soon, guys. Um, this time, I dare not stay quiet. That's word, you know, because some people don't even have to go to the extreme lengths of using like white people's pictures to book Airbnbs because if the host is that you're black, they're not giving you the room. So love to her, man. I've never heard Fantasia complain about nothing ever. Um, on the UK side of things, it was Steph Dundon's birthday the other day and essentially she got a Rolls Royce. Stuff like that makes me... Okay, so this situation made me realise how quickly it is for rumours. Like rumours can just spread and people just take it as gospel. So basically, right, she got a Rolls Royce here. Some guy decided to do a TikTok stitch and just said in his TikTok stitch, so he showed the video of her in the, getting the Rolls Royce and whatnot, whatever, whatever. You don't see anybody else but Steph. And then he then decides to do a TikTok stitch where he's basically saying, oh my gosh, what? So Bernard and Steph are together. And just like that, just like that, the from rumor, this random boy. So, do you know what you say? I said what the rumor started. Just like that, from a TikTok of a guy who neither knows Steph nor Burner Boy, people believe now that Burner and Steph may be back together. Mm. And obviously, the last last jokes were the funniest part of things. People were like, was that a joke to him? <laughs> what does he think? What does he think? I stand that with my whole heart. Like, it was a whole thing. But there's no word of whether they're together or not together or whether they're back together and whatever else. But there is that. This last headline, trigger warning on this, and this is also a lesson. I feel like I've just been teaching people lessons today in this word on road. This is how to not get sued. Because some of you are going to get sued. And I'm going to be here to report every single person that gets sued based off of this. So there is an actor called Christian Keys. Um, you recognise him as like, I don't know, this guy? Yeah, he's like an oh, old yeah, school. Yeah. 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 Mm. So basically he um, did an Instagram live. Also, this was over the weekend. I can't remember. My days, I'm confused now. But over the weekend, and he basically, trigger warning, trigger warning of sexual assault. Please, please, please tune out if you need to. But basically, he says that he has he he is breaking his silence on um, alleged. I would say an alleged because we ain't trying to get sued over here. But sexual harassment and sexual assault from a billionaire in Hollywood. Yeah, he said basically that this person has consistently made advances towards him, offered him a hundred thousand dollars to strip. Um, one time he was with the person just chilling, like literally just chilling as boys hang and whatnot. Mm. They were drinking, talking, whatever, whatever. He's had it, he was drinking and whatnot. So he kind of just dozed off. Next thing he knows, the person's trying to get in bed with him. And he's like, what are you doing? Pushes the person. He's like, what are you doing? The person, oh, no, sorry, sorry. I was just drunk. Da, da, da. He's like, okay. But he was like, do you know what? Just, okay, do you know what? Cool, innit? Anyways, I'm going to leave. Why trying to leave? He's saying to the person, okay, bye. The person tries to grab his penis. Twice. He was mad. So basically, yeah, he said the person is... Uh, well-known, powerful figure. He hasn't said who it is. He mm. said he's going to say, he said basically he carries a lot of like, you know, there's spy kids type da um, gadgets, like a spy mm. pen, like a spy mm. this, spy that. So he's he's got a lot of um, conversation recorded. Oh, wow. And he's going to take it to the police. And he said he intentionally waited for the statute of limitations to pass. I don't I don't know. I forgot to look into why that would be relevant, but mm. um, he said he intentionally waited for that to pass. So he said he's watched this person being Hollywood and being revered. And he was basically saying to people that, Stop revering these um, celebrities. You don't know what people are doing. You don't know what people are essentially what they are. 
and he was saying he's seen this person he's seen this person um do things and get a lot of accolades and blah 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 and do this and do that this time the person is a demon behind closed doors also the person was bragging to him about how they have a lot of young men on their payroll um who would do whatever it is that they want them to do but again it's a thing where like and then also, yeah, he was saying about like, I think he, and then he started talking about somebody else as well, saying how he wanted to, was pitching this sh the show to them. He's currently got a show called All the Queen's Men and stuff. And he was saying that he was pitching this show to the person. Some, I think, I reckon it's somebody else. Yeah, somebody else. And because he was saying that person had the opportunity to have like owned part of his show kind of thing, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. And this person was basically trying to say to him, like, if you don't, this is a heterosexual man, by the way. Let's put that out there. He's a straight man. But the person was basically saying to him, like, Essentially leveraging the fact that he wanted the person, he wanted the funding for his um, show. And the person was basically saying that I'm making this proposition to you. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not interested. And the person was like, are you sure? And he said that, are you sure? That was asked of him. Let him know that that was the person saying that if you don't do what I would like to you to do, I'm not trying to help you with your situation. So all of that happened. <clears> and I'm, do you know what is? I'm glad that he spoke about it because again, sexual assault with men is, it happens. Do you get what I mean? It happens and it needs to be called out because I remember when Terry Crews also called someone out in Hollywood as well. I can't remember who was, that white man. But called him out as well for groping him in front of his wife as well. Groped him like two, three times and stuff like that. And people thought it was a joke. And it's like, no, like these things actually happen to people and it's not right. Like, of course, a lot of energy is given when it's women, of course, but I think the same energy needs to be given mm -hmm. when it's men because 100%. sexual assault is sexual assault yeah. and that person's a creep and they need to be exiled in the words of Kanye. <laughs> so just to confirm, yeah. Yeah. This is abuser. Yeah. It's a man. It's a man. Yeah. It's a billionaire in Hollywood. We don't know the race, but they said basically the person's... Also, they said he said he's been watching a person pay for people's um, tuition in HBCUs. So basically, this is now this is where I get into where people get, can get sued. People are out here from this man's Insta Live now saying, oh, they know who it is. And I'm seeing <laughs> threads on threads on threads. And then this, y'all are going to get sued if you get it wrong. And people are basically alleging, one of the names is coming in the, in the thing, this is not me saying this is what people, the streets are saying, it's the word on the road. People are alleging that it's Tyler Perry. But he works with Tyler Perry because obviously he's been in a lot of Tyler Perry films and also Tyler Perry is an executive producer on his show. Mm -hmm. But people are basically saying how, um, it's kind of like how, um, well, some girl said it. she's the one who's a threat. She's, the, she's first in line to get sued, 100%. She has, she's got good information in the threat, <laughs> but... <laughs> She's still going to get sued, possibly anyway. But she was basically saying how um, Tyler Perry being an executive producer on the show doesn't really mean they're working together like that. It's more mm -hmm. just having Tyler Perry's name because yeah, that opens true. doors for you, essentially. Kind of like how, Ooh. this and this was, a, this was shocking for me, um, Shonda Rhimes on How to Get With Murder. I didn't know that. Mm. So apparently um, Chris, um, is it No Walk or No Walker, something like that anyway? He's actually the writer and the creator of the show. But Shonda is the executive producer because, again, mm. she's got Grey's Anatomy and she's got Scandal. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're using someone else's powerful name yep. to help you push the show forward. So people are saying just because Tyler Perry is, um, what's it called, executive producer on the show doesn't mean allegedly it can't be him. I think it's very, very irresponsible for him because he said he's not ready to say the name yet. Because mm -hmm. he was talking to his, his brother and whatnot, but he said he's kind of eating him alive. And this is the thing when people say, when people question how long it takes for victims to come out and, and speak. That person gets to move on with their life, but he, the victim eats them alive every single day. Every single day. So he basically said the reason why he's talking about it is it was eating him alive, but he is going to give all the information to the authorities. I hope he stays safe because telling people what your next plan is is not exactly 
a smart idea in my personal opinion, especially in Hollywood. If this is a powerful person that gets mm -hmm. shit done, don't know. That place is wicked. But yeah, and then obviously people talked about um another name that was thrown in there was Lee Daniels. People y'all are just getting people that you think are gay or bisexual. And I just think that's just very responsible. That's just very responsible. <laughs> very responsible. But anyways, um I suggest that if you are out here tweeting that it might be this person, might be that person, you might want to delete those because I really reckon there's going to be a few lawsuits coming from this. Because this is a wild allegation. This is a wild allegation to throw at somebody's name. It's mad. What do you all say to people who say that you should just forgive them and then... <laughs> <laughs> I said to people I'm not like this <laughs> Nah man I said to people to get the, well. have the day they deserve People <laughs> have such a stupid thought nah, but These are not your parents You're man. Christian man no. Even God it? Even God has There's consequences for things that we, do, that we do with God God does not let you mm. get away With foolishness So Nah man But yeah I'm, I'm, I mean I like the fact that he brought He like, I'm, I'm proud of him for talking about it And speaking up about it Because again Sexual assault with men is not really, unfortunately, it's normalized because a lot of guys, even when you're when you hear that their first story of how they had sex and stuff like that, it's it's crazy, man. Like it's like with older women and stuff like that. they took advantage of you. Mm -hmm. There is that to sit with and work and you know get the help you need for that. And I think sometimes it's normalized and it's trivialized when it comes to sex, just because we feel like men should love sex. So how dare you complain and call it and uh, call it abuse? No, no, no. It can be abuse too, but um. Yeah, but I'll keep an eye on obviously when he, he is ready to expose the person or give the person's name. This is also the thing where I like, like I like that social media allows people to be, to speak, to, to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. But the annoying side of it is that for other people, it's just like gist and tea. Because this man has, has said this thing that's heavy and whatnot. And you are just sitting there now going on IMDB, trying to see who he's worked with, trying to put things together as, as if you're like, as if you're flipping Sherlock Holmes. Like mm -hmm. it's... It's just just in tea to you and, and then that's it. But then he's going to be the one living with it and who knows what they might try and do to silence him and whatnot. But anyway. But why, why did he do this though? Because like in my, in my mind, mm -hmm. I just keep asking myself, why is he telling the world but yet not telling the world? He could have just gone to the police. He's going to though. But he could have just done that alone and then the guy wouldn't, wouldn't see it coming. He could have also sued the guy, yeah. got money. Yeah, but he, doesn't, yeah, but he said he doesn't want, he doesn't want money. His, thing, his whole thing is about like, you are a wrongin that's just walking around the life, uh, walking around the society as if you're a great person. And people need, again, it comes back to people need to be shamed. But he's that's exactly. But he's not I shaming anyone. I believe, Emmanuel, to your question. Sometimes, mm. like people, when mm -hmm. they're in those particular positions where they know how power um, corrupts mm -hmm. completely, mm -hmm. they create a little, um, little feel safe, a little um, what what you know, that's not the phrase. Um, Bubble. Contingency. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know what it's called, but mm. anyway. So when they do go to the police, mm -hmm. their particular arms stretch long, you know. Yeah, Money yeah, yeah. stretches long, especially in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So before you go to the police, before you get all that stuff done legally, let everybody know, all right, cool, I might be in danger because I'm about to basically go That's and smart. snitch, mm. quote, unquote. Yeah. I don't know if it's called snitching. By the way. He said that though, yeah. actually. He said, he said he feels like there's going to be some people that are going to be upset with him because him calling out this person is going to mean the person can't work for a while 
and it's going to affect their projects, mm. the things that they're working on with this person, as in their opportunities. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm ready for that as well. But that's actually, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Because think about it, everyone that's gone straight to the police and whatnot, when Cassie's one job, people were like, oh, why yeah. now? Da, 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 da. Yeah. But that's true. If you let people know that you've got all this evidence and stuff like that, even yeah. if he dies and whatnot, yeah. and all these things go missing. Yeah. Billionaires in itself, 100% they got reached. But billionaires in Hollywood, they protect their own, you know? Yeah, 100%. They protect their own. And as you can see with... um. Allegedly, Diddy and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy levels of secrecy. It's mad. So, yeah, we'll see what happens anyway. I will keep you updated on all of that. All of that stuff. Well, love and light to him and anyone who is a victim of such abuse. Yeah, man. Please get the help that you absolutely need to get. That's all for me. Let's get into People's Journal. All right, people, welcome to the People's Journal, where I give you the news from an economics point of view. First thing I want to talk about is the petrol prices, man. How are you guys feeling about petrol prices? It hasn't gone down. They have indeed, man. It hasn't gone down. Yeah, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. They're actually at their lowest since October 2021. Well, you know, all of that stuff is mind games, though. Because <laughs> they put it up, crazy up, and then when it goes down to something like this, that's still expensive, but because... Is cheaper than what we've been doing for the last few months. We feel mm. like, oh, it's a sale. You appreciate it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Sounds I don't. like conservative government in totality. <laughs> Boy. Well, anyway, it's down to £1.43 average, right, for um, petrol. Um, diesel's down to like £1.50. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, th- what's his name? Simon Williams, who's like um, a spokesperson for RAC. He was basically just saying, well, uh, whilst the biggest retailers haven't announced any headline grabbing big cuts, Prices are falling steadily every day, which is encouraging. We just have to hope that this continues in the coming days. So there's no guarantee it will continue, but, you know what I mean, hopefully um, it will continue to, you know what I'm saying? Because it is a big drop from, I guess, last Christmas's prices of like £1.75 for diesel. Now it's £1.50, but let's see what happens. Also, um, you guys know Michelle Moan, right? She's the lady who was, <laughs> who kind of set up this whole... Um, PPE contract thing in the government, right? And then she was asked about it, if she benefits from it. She she basically, long story short, she's come out, she had an interview uh, with the BBC with her husband, right? And they've come out and basically said, look, we was lying. You know what I'm saying? We did deny our role in the deal for more than three years. And of course, to be honest with you, we are going to benefit from this. So, for those who don't know, PPE Medro, yeah, um, which is what she's linked to, um, they were awarded government contracts worth more than two hundred million pounds, right? And they were basically t- going to be supplying um, PPE, uh, personal protective equipment, to the NHS during the pandemic, right? Um, through this so-called VIP lane, yeah, which was introduced to help government help the government choose between all these other suppliers out there. Obviously, because she's linked to them, she was able to um, be that referral and, and kind of handpick them to be chosen. For the yeah. contract, pretty much, yeah. So obviously, she's denied her role in any of that, right? Long story short, she's come out after all this pressure now to tell the truth, and she's confessed that obviously, yeah, she, she was she was behind everything, pretty much. Um, PP Medro Medpro is being sued by the UK government, right, for 122 million pounds plus costs for a breach of contract yeah. and unjust um, enrichment. Yep, because mil- the reason why is because millions of gowns that the gum- that the company supplied were never even used. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the couple um, pretty much say that obviously these were still supplied to you in accordance with the contracts. What really is the problem? Obviously, the government's disputing that. Long story short, they're being sued for 122 million. And then because of that, 
they're looking into the order, the shenanigans, the potential shenanigans that were um, happening. And this is why her role has been put to the forefront. Um, but yeah, in the interview, she said, of course, she stands to gain. Like when they asked her if she stands to gain, she's like, of course. If my husband passes away before me, then I'm a beneficiary as well as his children and my children. Um, she said at the BBC, she, she was basically sa said to the BBC that her life has been destroyed by the allegations about the PPE profits, even though she says we've only done one thing, which was <laughs> to lie to the press to say we wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> And she the said, only thing. Yeah, she said, but it's not a crime. It's not a crime. <laughs> Why did it? Isn't a crime, and no one really, and no one deserves it. She said, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, um, the person that was um, interviewing Britt much said, um, said that no, is it, it was the person I was interviewing. I think it was anyway. She said that basically, this woman Michelle Moan, she was a baroness by the way, was always going to benefit, and my family will benefit in due course. Her family benefit, my family benefit. That's what you do when you're in a privileged position of making money. You know what I'm saying? So this is this was just the, the mindset of, of these people that was involved in all of this. Next thing I wanted to mention is, I'm not too sure if you guys heard, you may not have heard about it, but there was a huge um, disruption on the railway um, a few weeks back. Long story short, um, passengers were stuck on the train, like dark and cold. I remember when they were pissing <laughs> on the Elizabeth line. There you go. For hours. Yeah. <laughs> pissing on the Elizabeth line for hours is funny. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> But yeah, man, like it happened Nothing. in Lab Labbrook Grove, right? <laughs> the electrical um overhead I'd cables. I'm so upset. Yeah, oh, it got, it got so pulled upset. down. It was terrible. Funny enough, yeah, well, not funny. But the person who was responsible for this catastrophe up there, yeah, yeah. was actually a manager. Who's manager? Uh, like one of these train drivers' managers. Why? Yeah, he, he basically made a mistake. Made a mistake of what? <laughs> basically, you know, like, you know, there's certain trains that run using, um, drawing electricity from the overhead, yeah. overhead um, cables, right? They've got something that basically connects from the train to it, right? It makes yeah, there's contact. like a little like hanger. Exactly, it's like a yeah. V, yeah, yeah, like a little clip. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think on the Elizabeth line, how long they are? Yeah. They've got two. Okay. So I think what happened was, um, you're you're meant to slow down the train and do it at a particular speed. Yeah. He's done it. He's forgotten to do it, right? Going at let's just say 50 miles per hour instead yeah. of maybe slowing down to 25. Yeah. And he's pressed the button, and obviously it's pulled it up, but it's dragged the electrical cables down. <laughs> and that's what's caused the problem. You know what I'm saying? They have to fix electricals to get people going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing they could do. Yeah, they were, they were stuck they compensation? I'm not too sure about the compensation. They probably, they probably will. To be fair, but there was a lady that had a, a flight here to Australia. Mm. Flight got cancelled, bruv. And then, do you know what British Airways? Oh, sorry, not British Airways because I don't know. Allegedly, whoever <laughs> it was, whoever her flight was, they were like, well, <laughs> they were like, um, the what's it called? You know the little terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah. it tells them to leave in yeah. enough time. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I did. <laughs> she was like, I did. I didn't expect to be on an Elizabeth line for however many hours. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. horrible, man. Yeah. And because of this, yeah, this has gone all the way to the top. And long story short, the manager director of Network Rail, she's resigned. Yeah. Do you know what? That's why I like this country. There's always consequences. Nigeria, yeah, they would have got a promotion. They would have given them the I'm next contract. You. I'm telling you. To do the next trains for another state. Yeah, man. She's been in the role for three and a half years, man. Oh, that's awkward, man. What they are saying is that she planned to resign prior to this interview. Oh, shut up. <laughs> she sounded like me. <laughs> I was always going to quit anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's horrible, man. man. Mm -hmm. When people resign, do they, get pay do they get a payout? I think it depends on the circumstance, you know. Something like this. I'm not too sure about this. Because it, it depends on how much they blame her. I'm leaving. They're going to have to get me out. <laughs> she was getting 300k. Yeah. And she was commuting 
to work from Aberdeen. This lady, yeah. That could be so people were saying, Timbuktu for a drink a year. That ain't nothing. That ain't a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, that was a peak time, man. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're saying because of that long commute and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. she had already had it in mind to resign in January, innit? But, yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, she's going to cost them 300k in, in, um, in what's it called? What's the word you, do you know you use? Compensation. Compensation, yeah. Because mm. they're going to need compensation. Yeah. People were peeing in the corners of the train. It's ridiculous. I was it? stepping in piss and you think I don't deserve to be compensated. I need it's new hugs. Yeah. Ridiculous. Make it happen. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, last thing I wanted to mention is basically there's a there's a, a huge industry. Well, obviously not the steel industry is huge, right? But there's a company um, by the name of Tata Steel, it's an Indian company, and they, they actually are in, in the UK, right? Long story short, there's some stuff that's happening and they want to um cut jobs, three thousand jobs, right? And so, obviously, the unions want to step in and basically see how we can, yeah. not we, but how they can manage this entire situation. <laughs> the problem is now, the unions have turned against each other. <laughs> so you've got a union um, by the name of Community and GMB mm-hmm. on one side, and they're fighting another union by the name of Unite on the other side. And long story short, it seemed like everyone was on the same page. Um, they kind of agreed, okay, yeah, 3,000 jobs are going to go. However, we're going to try and reduce those jobs. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. The amount that will be lost in some type of way. So maybe only 700 get lost um, and the remaining 2,300 of that 3,000 that are initially um, going to lose their jobs would remain. But the other, the other guys, Unite, they got excited and said, wait a minute, we don't want any jobs lost. Regardless, even though we're not paying the bills, even though we're not paying the salary, you know, we don't want any, of our, any of our union members to lose jobs. I hear it. They're <laughs> <laughs> so, standing on business. I yeah, love that. So they backed out. They messed up everything. So now you've got unions fighting against each other. And that's basically that's what what's happening. That's what, the, that's what they want. Mm. How does that be? Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They want, you know. Yeah, man. Mm. So they've got a meeting coming up. I'm, I'm not too sure. It might be today. But um, yeah, they've got a meeting coming up. And um, hopefully they're going to come to some sort of resolution in it. So we'll see. We'll see who wins, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I think, you know, let me just say this last one. And, you know, matchesfashion.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mike Ashley, he's the, Mike Ashley's the guy who owns Newcastle, isn't it? Used to. Huh? Used to. Oh, used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, anyway. For okay. those of you who know. I think, I think he still owns Sports Direct, right? Oh, he owns Flannels as well, no? Yes, that guy, right? So, um. Women in economics. Love that. There you go. So he wants to, well, his company, um, the Fraser Group, um, they want to buy matchesfashion.com, long story short. Okay. Next is in, interested as well. Um, apparently, they haven't been doing too good. Um, they got some like heavy losses. And um, yeah, but obviously, if they buy it, mm. it will be a very discounted price. And that will crystallize the heavy loss, you know what I'm saying, for mm, that company yeah. that owns it now. Mm. So some people are, are kind of talking about whether they're going to kind of stay strong or at least try and stay strong and see if things get better. Mm. But long story short, he's interested. Next is interested. And they might be buying it, man. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the People's Journal. Thank you very much. Let's get into our last headlines for today. All right, so our next headline takes us to Kenya, right, where the Kenyan president, William Ruto, says that he rejected a demand to arrest the Democratic Republic of Congo's politicians who launched an alliance with rebels in Nairobi on Friday. So Cornel Nanga, who is the former head of DR Congo's electoral body, on Friday announced in a hotel in the Kenyan city, um, sorry, in the Kenyan capital, that he was creating a political military alliance with M23 rebels and other armed groups with the aim of restoring peace, right? 
So Mr. Nanga was flanked by M23 leader Bertrand Bissimoa. And the move sparked an angry response from the Congolese government who warned Kenya of consequences for hosting him, right? President Ruto, who spoke to Kenyan journalists in an interview on Sunday, said he refused to heed the request to, re to arrest um, the Democratic Republic of Congo's politicians, terming it undemocratic. He went on to say that Kenya is a democracy. We cannot arrest anybody who has issued a statement. We do not arrest people for making statements. We arrest criminals. On Saturday, the Congolese government summoned the Kenyan ambassador to Kinshasa, or pardon me, summoned him in Kinshasa and also recalled its ambassador to Nairobi for consultation. In response, Mr. Ruto said it was DR Congo's right to do so, but I cannot arrest anybody merely because they issued a statement. This is undemocratic, and this is not how Kenya is. Kenya's foreign uh, ministry earlier said it strongly disassociates from DR Congo's internal affairs, adding that it had begun investigating the matter. DR Congo gears up for tense elections on Wednesday with Western security in the eastern region where more than a hundred armed groups including m23 operate so yeah um we'll be keeping you guys updated on what's going on with the elections but just imagine that m23 is one of the biggest groups that we were talking about during the conflict in congo but just imagine there are a hundred other armed groups like that not as big as m23 but still a hundred sounds chaotic man it's crazy Next headline, you guys remember Eddie Hizzard, Izzard. How can I say Hizzard? We're always banning that. Do you know how difficult that is? <laughs> yeah, you remember him, yeah? No. It's part of me. Her. He's a her now. Yeah, no. so him. I don't, huh? I don't remember them. It's not them. It's a he. It's a she. So he's trans. I don't remember anybody. No, she's trans. Okay. Yes. Sorry. There you go. Thank Good you very much. You guys, I'm learning, you know. Yeah, you can say them and it still um, is it? makes sense. Yeah. But what if he doesn't know? No, no, not in a way that <laughs> is. Oh, not a pronoun. Yeah, not a pronoun. Just like grammar. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't know when it's different in that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for best worse than the old E. <laughs> <laughs> the old me. <laughs> Yeah, that's false. Before, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the last week of the year, you know. Let's just... You know what I'm saying? Not... Well, Eddie Izzard has failed in her bid to become a Labour candidate for a Brighton constituency at the next general election, unfortunately. The comedian and actor had hoped to contest Brighton Pavilion, which is the seat which is held by um, the Green MP, Caroline Lucas, since 2010. She will stand down when the election takes place, right? Brighton's local Labour Party voted for musician and activist Tom Gray. Is it is 61 and has not publicly commented since the decision was announced in a post on social media. Yeah, shame, isn't it? Yeah, man. Um, apparently, apparently she's got a something in America anyway, so she's just gonna fly over there and continue life over there, isn't it? Since this. I thought you were in politics. I was thinking you're not loyal. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, th I think she still does um, like comedy stuff in it oh, yeah okay. all that type of stuff yeah so anyway in a post on social media mr gray an activist and musician who won the mercury prize with the band gomez in 1998 said that he was delighted and humbled to be selected as labor's candidate the august new newspaper reported that he received backing from several trade unions to secure victory with Izzard placing second out of the four candidates still got second place you know what i mean so i think there needs to be an age limit on people doing politics man are you mm. 61 trying to be yeah retire <laughs> Um, and the last headline. So, you remember the guy that we were chatting about the other day, Alex Batty? Sure do, with that name. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, there's a bit more detail about the situation in it. So, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm just going to start from the top, right? So, the owners of a French farmhouse where this British teenager, Alex Batty, stayed during his years missing abroad, have spoken about his time living there. 
Alex left home in Oldham, Manchester, uh, Greater Manchester, with his mother and grandfather for a holiday in Spain in 2017, but then just disappeared. Now he's 17, he's returned to the UK on Saturday after walking alone for days in the French Pyrenees for, well, to find help, right? So the Jeet owners said that Alex, who they knew as Zach, was part of their family. He's now, he's thought to have stayed there on and off over the last two years. French authorities have described Alex's relative's lifestyle as nomadic, with a family traveling from Morocco to Spain and then on to France. The Gite de la Bastide is one of um, a handful of stone houses that make up a part of a small hamlet nestling in the foothills of the Pyrenees. Right? Posted on their website on Sunday, the owners of the property said that Alex did odd jobs for them in return for food and accommodation. The couple said that they would take him on outings throughout the summer, including cycling and trips to the beach and nearby uh, river. Uh, while his mother did not live there, Alex left several times. This is what they're saying, right? He left several times to go and join her, they said, right? And then the last time he came back to the Jeet was early this summer. They said that his voice, sorry, they said that he voiced a desire to return to a normal life. So they helped him to find a place at school, but learned that he needed official identification, which he obviously didn't possess. Soon afterwards, they said that he told them of his intention to return to the UK to get the identity documents that he needed to enroll in a local French school to study computer science. The couple said that when he left, he told them that he was going to join his mother. They told him that he would always be welcome and if needed, we were there to help him, adding that we wish him the best of luck. Greater Manchester police said that they needed to fully establish the circumstances surrounding his disappearance before deciding whether to mount a criminal investigation. They said that there were other pr priorities, um, sorry, they said their other priorities were to support Alex and his family and to aid his integration back into the family. The whereabouts of his mother's um, location is, is unknown, right? Although what they're saying is the French prosecutor said that he had told them that he intended, sorry, that his mum intended to take him to Finland. And that's basically what prompted his decision to return to the UK. This is so that's basically the story. I'm going to make a Netflix film for me to be able to follow it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a mess, but they definitely need to investigate because something came right. Oh, 100%. 100%. That couple either, they need to look at it into them. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the headlines, guys. Time to pay the bills. Nice, let's get to, into the reaction. All right, so here's the scores from over the weekend. Um, Sunday, we had Arsenal and Brighton Hove Albion. Arsenal won 2 0. Uh, Aston Villa 2 1 against Brentford. West Ham United and Wolverhampton, I guess, Wanderers, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so West Ham got three, Wolverhampton zero. Manchester, Manchester United and Liverpool got none, zero all round. Uh, Saturday, Chelsea scored two, Sheffield scored zero. Manchester Manchester City Manchester City and Crystal Palace drew two. Um, Newcastle United scored three against Fulham, who scored zero. Everton scored two against Burnley, who scored zero. And that is it. Oh, on Friday, Tottenham Hotspur scored two against Nottingham Forest, who scored zero. Cool. Um, the only other things is Ian Wrightman. He stepped down. How is he? Yeah, he stepped down from much of the day. Oh. Yeah, man, he's 60 years old. Why? Uncle. Um, he just... Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, well, you well... know how usually when people step down, nine times out of ten, it's Oh, like... yeah, something, something, I hope oh, not. Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing like that. No, no. You know, Ian Wright is a wholesome black man. You Amen. Amen. He's yeah, an uncle, yeah, done, lovely yeah, uncle, man, please. He's a good man. Let's keep it like that. You ain't done none, 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 none Unless nonsense. he's get the day he deserves, and I'm always here for that boy. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's nothing like that. He's still going to be working um, for them, right? Okay. But apparently what he's saying is... Um, he wants his Saturdays, man. 
So he's going to be working fair. match of the day on the Sunday. So it's going to be on BBC Two. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so the I main... That, the, yeah. So he's going to be Sunday's match of the day too on BBC. No, no, yeah, almost though. Hmm? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's just me as <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Pardon? That's right, girl. We could just hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you could hear me? Yes, yes. you didn't mute yourself. I did press mute, but I realised I muted. I muted you lot, not me. Because <laughs> I didn't press mute on Zoom. I pressed mute on my laptop. Um, Sorry. That's all right. Um, so, yes. So, I believe um, he's going to be on... Well, according to this article, anyway, it says that after my debut show, while still playing 1997 and many, and many more memorable years, I'll be stepping back from BBC Match of the Day at the end of the season. It also says said in right who will be on Sunday's match of the day two on BBC One. Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's good, man. Um yeah, he says, you know, he feels very privileged to have had such an incredible run on the most iconic football show in the world. Beautiful. Gary Lynn could big him up. Everyone big him up, man. He, he, you know what I mean? He's just a great guy. Obviously, yeah. I never met him, but he seems actually honestly you know seems saying? very good vibes. Yeah, man. And he's obviously he's a legendary Arsenal player, man. So big up Ian Wright. Yeah, big up him. Um also the fight we were talking about last week. On Friday. Yes. Leon Edwards mm-hmm. against um, <laughs> the white nationalist Kobe Covington. Boy. The guy Isn't who supports daddy, Trump. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one who, who was sending shots at um, Leon's dad. Yeah, man, he lost, man. Long story short, Edwards beat him. Good. From round one to round five. It was Good. so one-sided. Because so I was one-sided. like, someone can't cuss your dead father mm-hmm. and they come to beat you on top of it. No, nah, God forbid, man. Love that for him. Imagine. <laughs> And it was so, I mean, you guys obviously saw it. How can you say I'm going to take it to hell like where your dad is or something? Yeah. What? Beat him black and blue. I love that for him. Big up him. So, yeah, man. First, like, round round one, two, and three, the white guy, nothing. He did nothing. Good. He, it's not even like he did nothing. He couldn't do anything. Leon was just put it on him. Straight distance, range. Everything was right. on point. Like, disciplined fight. There was a couple of times where Leon kind of, Go ahead of himself and try to beat Kobe um, at his own game, innit? Yeah. And but still, even even them type of situations there, he kind of got out of certain wrestling moves and whatnot, and still came out victorious. But I would say maybe Kobe Covington maybe won one round out of five. That's, That's a it. Shame. You know what I'm saying? It was a one one and um, one sided fight. It was a brilliant fight, man. Love that. So big up Leon Edwards every time, man. Big up him. Um, also, there was another fight that we spoke about, and this is between um, Jesse Bam Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards from the UK. Good fighter. Both of them were undefeated. Both of them put everything on the line. But unfortunately, British um, fighter Sonny Edwards came up short, man. He got knocked out in the end of the ninth round. I think from like round two, his eye was finished. So like from round two to round nine, he couldn't even see out of his eye probably. Yeah, so he he even did well. Yeah, he even did well to even get to that stage, man. He's a a very elusive um, fighter. But again, Sonny Edwards, he's one of them guys who... After his boxing career, he will most definitely yeah. be like a pundit. Mm. He's one of the best. Like when it comes to articulating boxing, like he's one of the best, and he's an active boxer. And so I think he's like twenty seven or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's young. Yeah, man. So after his career, I'm pretty sure he's got a job with any network. To be fair, but um, obviously it's it's real premature to talk about that. But he's he's a he's a serious fighter, man, and he's definitely going to come back. This is the only loss of his um career, and Bam is a serious guy. Everyone's talking about him being top ten, mm. pound for pound. You know what I'm saying? So, it wasn't. It was. It's not a shame to have lost that fight. To be fair, at all. You know what I'm saying? So big him up as well. And the last thing I wanted to mention is um, Stephen Curry. 
became the first NBA player to make 3,500 three-pointers. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, right. The Golden State Warriors defeated the Brooklyn Nets. Curry passed the, the mark midway through the first quarter and finished with 37 points, including six three-pointers as the Warriors came through 124 to 120. 35-year-old also scored 12 straight points in less than two minutes in the fourth quarter to seal the victory. And yeah, man, they ended a three-game losing streak for the Warriors. So big up um, Steph Curry, man. Okay. Legend. And that's pretty much it for the reaction. Look at God. <laughs> Let's get into the outro base. All right, people, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Appreciate you every single time, everyone who took part um, in the chat and whatnot. I don't know what's going on in there, but hope everyone has a day that deserve based on what the things they shared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, big up our researchers every single time. We appreciate mm -hmm. you guys. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media platforms. The day after TNB on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. TNB, by the way, starts with a new black. Just as a FYI, just in case you never knew. Um, the number to call when we're live on air. And if you want to send your voices and dilemmas in text wise, the number is 075-6484-1073. And if you'd like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, can email the team at the day after at the new black.com. And it lasts in comments, we've got four minutes to spare. Yeah, we have a packed week for you guys. We do have a packed week yeah, for, for y'all. Obviously, starting nice and mm -hmm. is it brief, but is this even brief? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's what it's supposed to be. Bro, can you imagine? I'm sitting here thinking, oh crap, did I rush this? So I didn't. We, no. we covered everything mm -hmm. how we ought to have. I love that for us. Mm. But, anyways, we've got a lit, lit week. Yeah, for real. This week is. It's a lot, man. It's too much to keep up with. I can't keep up. Too much to keep up with. But anyways, <laughs> like as always... I'll just saying, like the video. Yes, please like the video. If there was ever a time to share the videos this week, make sure you share the videos, man. Yeah, but no. you know how people are. They don't, like, they don't like when you tell them stuff. So. This is true. But, but how are they going to know? They read our minds. Mm. Some people think they know. Anyway, let me not get into it. <laughs> anyways, right? Like the video. Thank you very much. Please also subscribe to the channel. If you watch us every mm -hmm. single day and you're not subscribed, I'll be real with you. I don't know what you're doing because you're mm -hmm. here all the time anyway. You might as well just commit. Make a commitment. Stop having commitment issues. Mm -hmm. Let us be the first thing you commit You commit to, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, everyone have a great Monday. And to give someone today. Sorry? You know what I was hearing? Finger somebody today. That's what I was like, say that one more time. What are you talking about? Yeah, let's make it a TDA forgiveness day. Yeah, man. Forgive this week. You know what? Let's go out into tis the season and that. Just his birthday and that. Let's forgive the people you need to forgive. But yeah. Um all the best for people for giving me. Ah, shout out to 90s babies. I can miss that in a new show. They kind of yes. teased it. Um, sick, sick, yes, sick. The film, the TV and stuff. Yeah, it looks sick. That's going to be great. The set for that looks sick as well. So big up 90s babies. Every 90s single babies. time, honey. Facts. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Peace. Bye, Gina. Bye, bye. Bye, Gina. Bye. Bye. In, um, in um, tree. tree. How'd you say bye in tree? Are you looking at me? Um, I'm your mom. It's bye-bye. You say it's bye-bye. 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 There is no way to say it. You so say bye-bye. Oh, H3, why? H3. Yeah, baby.